Hello everyone, welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I wanted to create a place where people can go to to get inspired, get motivated, or find some clarity and get tools to create a radically loved life. I will do my best to provide information on a variety of subjects, including yoga, holistic health, life coaching, spirituality, meditation, and overall mindful living. Each episode will bring you some of the world's best spiritual leaders, entrepreneurs, yoga teachers, coaches, along with some of my closest friends, and we will talk about their life experiences and journeys to create something more out of their lives and how they continue to grow to make that happen. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, today's topic is on forgiveness. What? Yes, I know. I've been getting a few emails from people that have been inquiring about different topics that they want me to talk about on the podcast. And so this was one that came up a few times and I just wanted to take the opportunity to talk about it. When you've been hurt by someone, it's not always easy to let it go, but holding onto a grudge will make you feel worse. And not just emotionally, but sometimes physically, resentment can cause your blood pressure to spike and it'll trigger the release of stress chemicals in your body that'll make you sick and can sometimes even make you gain some weight. The truth is it doesn't really do you any good anyway. Why do we hold on to so much crap? As the saying goes, not forgiving is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. So the paradox is when you've been wronged, forgiveness is the only thing that provides relief from the pain. And it sounds like a bitter pill to swallow most of the time. I know I've experienced that, but If we learn how to navigate those feelings and we are provided with tools, maybe it makes the burden a little bit less. And without feeling that resentment, we actually can experience more freedom in our life. And I am so passionate about this topic in particular because it really is the basis of why I teach because so much of our imprisonment, emotional imprisonment is because we are holding on to something. I want to share with you seven ways to let go and to forgive. So the first one is understanding forgiveness. So before you attempt to force forgiveness on your most tender of pain and your most tender of hurts, consider what it is that you're asking of yourself. So forgiving doesn't mean that you condone what happened or that the perpetrator is blameless. It is making the conscious choice to release yourself from the burden, pain or stress or any type of resentment that you're you're holding. It's important for us to understand it, right? And not have it be just a way for us to negate our emotions. Number two is to feel your pain. Hurt can oftentimes run really deep and at a glance sometimes it doesn't look or feel like it's making a big impact but it is so give yourself permission to acknowledge and just honor the pain sometimes notice where you feel in your body and ask yourself what do I need to do right now maybe you need to just have a friend over you need your loved one or you need a sibling or you need a parent or you need your tribe. You just need to feel supported. So just take some time and do something kind for yourself. Surround yourself with people that are going to help support you. Allowing space for this pain is a great way to help you to see even whether you're ready to release it from your heart and your mind. 
Number three is to name it. Whether you've hurt yourself or have been hurt by another, allow yourself to be honest and simply name the feelings as they are. Jack Cornfield wrote this, I mean, he's an incredible writer and he has so many books out there, but A Path with Heart was one of the big books that I've read that really helped me identify and relate to naming what it was. So this might include guilt, grief, shame, sorrow, confusion, or anger. So as you consider the act of forgiveness or any of these feelings, they they can arise, right? And it can sometimes take us off our kilter. So it's important for us to be able to name what is happening, to name it, and allow your emotional center, the emotional center of the brain, bring you the resources. And this can get scientific. It goes up to your prefrontal cortex, the rational part of your brain. So by naming the feeling, you can actually create space and not get overwhelmed. Number four, let it out. Keeping hurt feelings bottled up only causes additional stress to your mind and your body. Even if the memory is difficult to confront, see if you can share how you're feeling. You can write about it, you can journal about it, you can talk to a friend, you can talk to a counselor or a therapist or a teacher. Sharing most of the time allows you to expand your perspective. And haven't you ever felt bad and then the minute that you talk to somebody or somebody just lend their ear, you just felt better. We just feel better sharing the load. That's why tribe or being around like-minded individuals is so important. Number five, flip your focus. If possible, see if you can flip your focus from being the victim to putting yourself in the other person's shoes. So for example, consider the life of the person lived that led them to this action, right? If it's something that you haven't forgiven somebody because they did something to you, this is difficult to do. But remember, you're not condoning any action. This exercise is purely about trying to see as individuals and as human that we are deeply impacted by our own actions and life experiences which greatly inform how we show up and how we act in the world so if you're able to do this and do it with compassion and in a loving way naturally we're able to reframe and gain some perspective number six whether you're feeling like forgiving yourself for another person or another person, remember to take action, but start small. So always, always, always start small. Taking action can help to facilitate healing and make you feel more empowered, but it's always best to start smaller to get into practice and then see what's possible. So writing a letter, you know, that can maybe sometimes, you know, not, it's not as confrontational, or have a conversation with this person, that can be really scary. Often, sometimes, there's a sense of empowerment that emerges when you take small action. There's a, 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 an urge of compassion that just comes over you, and you're able to just listen to yourself and support yourself in doing just something small, just something small. The last thing, number seven, is remember you're not the first or the last. When you've been hurt, it's common to feel like you're the only one who's ever been wronged in this way and 
nobody else in the world feels the way you do. And I remember reading this story about uh, transformation and pain and how if you have a toothache and you're in a lot of pain, I can't feel how much pain you're actually in. So does that mean that the pain isn't there? No, it doesn't mean that the pain isn't there. The pain is there. But we've all experienced that. I've experienced the toothache too, right? So we have to think about it in a way that it's likely that this transgression or, or something similar to it has been made many a times, maybe even thousands of times before throughout history and throughout time. And maybe this person has hurt several other people in their path. Making mistakes is part of our shared human experience. So it's just normal. What's not normal is for us to continue to perpetuate this feeling of anxiety or resentment. Remembering that you are not alone in this experience is kind of like a way to let go of your grip on resentment and to achieve freedom. Imagine, even if you just close your eyes for a moment, put yourself in the position where if you're holding a resentment towards somebody, close your eyes and imagine yourself just letting go of the charge, not letting go or making it okay with whatever happened, but just letting go of the charge and putting your attention and your awareness to the things that matter most, which is you and your connection and your tribe and the things that you love and the things that fill your cup and the things that make you an amazing human being all of those things are way more important than the potency that a resentment can have over you. So those are it. Those are my tips. I'm so, so happy that you're here and that you're listening to this. I hope this helped. Remember to share this with somebody that you love or somebody who would find this helpful. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, for more information, visit www.radicallyloved.com. You can follow me on Instagram at Rosie Acosta and on Twitter at Rosie Acosta. If you have any questions, email info at radicallyloved.com. Thanks for listening.